Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Bushwhacking. Bushwhacking, where we bushwhack. I'm Jack. And I'm Fish. And today, we have a great episode for you. Yeah, we, we were perusing our episodes and doing a survey of the topics that we do. And and we do a little bit of everything. Oh, you yeah. Know, we do some philosophy. We do some current pop culture topics. We do some not-so-current pop culture topics. <laughs> um, but uh, sometimes we just do something that's a little weird. Oh, yeah. Not just even a little weird, but, like, out there. But that's so normal for us. Yeah. And we're inviting you, our fellow bushwhackers, to come on one of our favorite types of bushwhacks. The weird ones. Weird. We, it's almost like spin the bottle. But with instead of kissing somebody in the room, you're just walking blindfolded into, <laughs> into the mountains. That way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So today, uh, we're talking about mer people. Mer people. But before we get into that, we want to remind you to please subscribe to us and share. And also... Share the bu- the bushwhacking love. Share the bushwhacking love. Man. Summer's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, any other moments of business? I don't think so. Um, Items of business, not moments. <laughs> What's a moment of business? What is the moment of business? Hmm. Well, you, then without any further ado, grab your favorite drink. And let's get into the bushwhack. Today on the menu, we have fish drinking a Harris Teeter Zero Sugar Cola. Mm. And Jack is drinking a Dr. Pepper Zero Cream Soda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So, pointer dog, lead let, us in the direction we go. Yeah, let, let's uh, paint a picture. So, the world is terribly overpopulated it's in the future uh there's all sorts of pollution we don't have food uh, enough land to to uh support all of the humans on the on the planet uh but with scientific breakthroughs we're able to create a a species of mer people <laughs> you, you can become a merman or a mermaid uh do you uh, and and the 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 idea is you leave your land life and you go live in the ocean where there's plenty of farmland, oce- oceanic farmland, plenty of space to explore. Oceanic farmland. <laughs> <laughs> and um, running, I'm like a little boy running through the cup fields. <laughs> but the, that's just the first question: is is that at all interesting to you? I mean, I would develop gills, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go through a procedure and you develop gills. You develop uh, the temperature regulation that you need. It's moments like this where I wish I watched Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen Waterworld? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's a, That's the whole plot of Waterworld, essentially. <laughs> we so, are, we're doing Waterworld today. <laughs> basically, but I haven't seen it. So, I mean, 
I would want to live, so you kind of got me caught in a box. I'm like, what else am I going to say? <laughs> well, no, but you can stay on land. The, the whole point is you get, you know, like half the population to go in the oceans, and then your overpopulation problems are are taken care of. Ah, I see. So instead of, instead of like, water world where, like, the polar ice caps all melt and everybody's drowning. No, 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 yeah. There's still land, but... It's okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Uh, what's what's it called? Um, small people. No, no. No, I know the one with Matt the, Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Downsizing. Downsizing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, never saw it, but I know the synopsis. I heard it wasn't all that great. It was but... a weird movie. <laughs> I I liked it, but it was it was a weird movie. It but... so, it sounded like it would have been like a really great like uh concept. But somewhere along the line, I'm a movie review junkie. So before I even go watch a movie, I always look at the reviews because I don't want to waste my time with a bad movie. It's like because you can't forget it, you know. Yeah. And you have to wait 10 or 20 years before they make a remake. Actually, it's kind of shortening now. We're kind of at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. (laughs) Creativity um, with movies. But let's see here. Yeah, I thought it was a really good original story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if you haven't seen it or heard of it, the premise is uh, the world is like dying, so they they make a procedure where you get really small, mm-hmm. and so now instead of buying a pound of meat, you can buy an ounce of meat and be able to feed for a week. Right. So we're taking Waterworld and Downsizing, both movies of which I'm not seen. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stop bringing movies into this. Okay. So, off the top of my head, to answer your question, if I had the choice, honestly, to stay on land, I would stay on land. Okay. I probably would be one of those missionaries going around town telling everybody to go in the water so that they could leave <laughs> me the heck alone. <laughs> I'm just joking. Actually, that's probably exactly what I would do. No, no, you should do it. Go in the water. I hear the water's great. Water's fine, bro. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny, though, because I sort of thought that you would be all for it. And the reason I say that is because it's a little bit like flying. Yeah? Yeah, like if you can swim in the ocean and you have... You're you're no longer confined to a two dimensional plane of the ground, mm-hmm. right? You you can you're basically flying through the the water th- through the air. I have another. I have a follow up question for you. Yeah. One, how mermish are we talking about? Do I have fins, or are we like Harry Potter, where he doesn't like? You remember when he takes the gillyweed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potion. And he, he basically just gets like, he gets gills and he gets like webbed fingers. Yeah, because um, I could do that. I I don't know if I could transform you, myself into a dolphin. You, you don't. <laughs> I can't be a half. I can't be a half dolphin person. So you you, you want to be Harry Potter? You don't want to be the mer people from yes, Harry Potter? Absolutely. Interesting. That's yeah. if. Also, is there a test trial? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, no, I, probably not. I would. I would assume. I think it's irreversible. You I know, would assume that <laughs> it's irreversible too. Um, so, I think I would be down to give it a try, but that's the thing is like, and maybe this is well, getting a little too deep into like the wonders of science in fifty <laughs> years. But well, no, that, 
that's the point is we're imagining how this might go right uh, uh this story well you know i i saw a an interesting thing where there's this group that developed artificial gills and you like you put it over your mouth and it's like super hydrophobic so it like collects oxygen from the water and oh. you can just like I, I guess the idea is you just put it on and you breathe like Star Wars. Um, Does it? Holy crap! But it's 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 like mechanical or like made no, of- it's like a like a passive thing where it just like sucks the oxygen. Well, what I mean is like, is it? It's not like biological. Like it's not like no, no. It's like a <laughs> like a, some polymer or something. Right, right, right. That's what I meant. Sorry. Um, that's that's insane. So, like in this in this future, you could imagine they have prosthetic fins or like prosthetic gills. That's and and you can t- take a test drive and see if the the life is for you. I would do something like that, kind of like how NASA does it with the astronauts in like the water chambers, right? Something I would I would want to do something like that um, before because now that you mentioned, I could be open to it. Because I was actually thinking about it when you sent me the questions. What would weather be like? You know, what would yeah. a what would an earthquake look like in the water? Do we even know? Because we know like tsunamis happen, but what are the underwater effects? Because like an, an earthquake happens somewhere in the ocean, and then it saves it, it sends a wave of energy that sends the energy and the waters transfer that energy until finally the water has to move with that energy. Because that's not how waves work, according to what I understand, is that there comes a point, though, where the water becomes shallow, where that energy carries the water, and that's why all the water turns into waves. Yeah. Because they're really moving in, like, circles, and they're, like, going up and down. So I was like, well, what would that look like in the deeper ocean? Like, let's say I was living somewhere, like, near the Mariana Trench or something. You know, I like it dark all the time. (laughs) <laughs> what would weather be like if an earthquake happened with the wa- with the ground underneath me just move and I just like you know swim up and like yeah I sort of imagine it would dampen a lot of the vibrations um, and you would probably only have to worry about currents. Um, Tell you I, what. I, I would imagine currents would get stronger and weaker with certain weather mm-hmm. patterns. So technically, there's there'd still be what we would equate to wind. Yeah. Right. Now, how constant are the tides? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm talking to like as if you were the like the the real estate agent, marine biologist. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me show you this this nice piece of uh, waterfront water wait, water water back property. Oh, water back pro- backwater property. We <laughs> <laughs> a really nice uh, piece of plot here. Um, salinity levels at 25 <laughs> percent no so the the tides are really regular because it's based on the moon well right and like you have those maps that uh sailors use or at least they used to use of the winds and of the tides because no. they used to be all oh, the tides and of like uh gosh what are they called the currents yeah in the ocean they're pretty consistent from yeah there's like um current maps where there's like currents that are have always been there are they are they current <laughs> I, I sure hope so are the current maps current the current current maps <laughs> okay so in that i would have to do the prosthetic trial is okay. what i'm saying because um 
Water and I don't get along very well. Yeah. I could be in a swimming pool all day. I don't know what it is. Something about the smell of chlorine, like, gives me joy, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. The taste, not so much, but, like, but compared to when I'm near a body of natural water, like a river or a lake or the ocean, I look at a body of water and I always wonder, I wonder if there's fish in there. <laughs> that is always my first question. Yeah. The last question I wonder is, can I go swimming? Yeah. I got a I got a real thing about swimming in natural bodies of water. I'm not scared of it. I'm not a, I'm not like I don't get like nervous around it. I just don't want to do it. I don't know what's in there. And those brain eating amoebas. Ever heard of those? Yeah, huh? yeah, those are terrible. Yeah, terrifying. you're dead in 24 hours if you get one. Could you imagine if that was true for stagnant air? <laughs> <laughs> don't go in the attic. Don't do it. Do you, know how, do you know how closed off that air's been? So like 20 years, you don't know what's in that air. It's like, <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a, a pandemic of brain-eating amoebas. Yeah, in the freaking air. Yeah. But it happens in water. You yeah. Know? Um, okay, let's see. Here. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my final answer right now. But you can ask more questions if you want to go deeper. <laughs> interesting. So, yeah, I... If if my family was into it and I could have mm. my family come with me, then I I think I would totally go. And and this is I just I love feeling weightless. Right. I I love the the weightless feeling. I think I would sleep really well. Well, here's two questions then. <clears throat> um one is a familiar question, the other one is a biological question. Uh-huh. What if it was just you? What if either like what if you were the deciding vote? Your family was like, we could go either way. Then yeah. what would you choose? Totally. Water. Water? The, the condition is they, they come with me. If they don't come with me, then I don't want to go. Gotcha. Next to that, question that I didn't answer, but that you asked me, was fresh water or salt water. Oh, yeah. Where would you want to live? Salt water, I think, just because there's a lot more diversity um, and a lot more room to explore if you do freshwater you're pretty much stuck to a lake mm-hmm. right which isn't terrible if you pick a big lake like yeah, as long as that water is freaking stagnant and the freaking amoebas eat your brain <laughs> yeah lake superior or something but, <laughs> um well yeah salt water the the bad thing about salt water is there's a lot more predators that might uh make things a little more challenging hmm. so what would our so i'm thinking of sharks are yeah. probably what would be our enemy. But, okay, before I get into that, because I, I want to talk about yeah. that, but let me ask you my second question. Um, How would we, how would, what would that look like if we are living in the water? Like, would we build houses on the bottom or would we, would we like create, because the water gets deep, yeah. right? And even just because you're a fish doesn't mean you can live at the bottom of the ocean. And I'm assuming, because most uh, aquatic life in the ocean is on the banks. It's right. on the edges. It's not in the open. Most of the most of the ocean is empty, right? Right. Like vast majority of yeah. the ocean is just dead, nothing. Yeah. So, would we? Where would we live? Like on the coasts, or would we have like these like floating landmine kind of things where 
we like build a house and then chain it and then we just like drop it and so it's like at the perfect point of water where it's like nice and cool we get just enough sunlight but we're not frying ourselves in the water eventually we probably build out into that and those might be like the urban areas um but you you got to have a place of food right you have to right. have fish or a, a place where you can plant sea plants mm-hmm. um and so you gotta initially stick to the coast i, I would think uh, but then it, it, like cities today, there there's not very much farm uh, stuff going on in cities. No, not at all. So just like cities where we have to import all of our food, mm-hmm. we could build urban centers just like in the deep. Like, like you say, sort of close to the surface so we can still see stuff, but mm-hmm. not like deep down. Right. <laughs> um, and then mm-hmm. just ship all our food in there. So would hunting be fishing or would fishing be hunting? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like on the edge of the water, like throwing a like someone like bow and arrow or maybe a fishing rod of like a carrot with like a tiny hook in it. We're just waiting for the deer. (laughs) (laughs) Deer bites onto the... (laughs) Just pull into the water. Uh, the shop is closed. Gone deering. <laughs> gone, <laughs> gone dogging. Would we go on vacation on the wall on the land, wear like a bubble? <laughs> yeah, well, just like we have, or have like, or have like land-based submarines that are just like full of water, and we have like open, <laughs> open yeah. windows where we're just looking out at people. It's it's interesting to imagine because on. For land people, we have boats that we just sit on top of the water, mm-hmm. but we can't sit on top of the land, so we would have to carry up water with us somehow. Yeah, and going along with the world scenario that you pointed out, there'd have to be a connection between land and earth, like of the, or <laughs> there'd have to be a connection between land-dwelling people and water. Yeah, to only people, earth and land, <laughs> earth, fire, wind, earth, land, dirt. It's all the same. Um, and so you'd have to have some way of, like, what's the word? Just like traversing both, right? Because There's... that wouldn't be fair. Because we can go in the water, like, without gills, quite easily. Yeah snorkeling and scuba diving boating is a thing so all of a sudden you would have to have people that go into the water to live at a very big disadvantage because they almost have to reverse engineering is like not the right word you'd have to like opposite engineer (laughs) well yeah so i imagine what you do is you have a, a tank of water and you have some oxygen that like filters in the water well that would be easy because you just get like one of those oxygenators, like fish tank things, and just exactly. Attach it to, because then you'd have an endless source of oxygen. Because that's your your source is not water; it's the oxygen within the water. And for some reason, exactly, too much is like a bad thing. So, <laughs> just go to the local Petco and just, I need that water. I need that oxygenator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going bubbling today. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you, you, there'd probably be canals that mm-hmm. that go, so you can 
have like streets up through the cities. I just, you're just opening up a whole valve of like so many things are going through my head right now with this. This is why I freaking love bushwhacking yeah. because you think of this and you're like, well, that's a silly question. Then all of a sudden you get just flooded with all these questions. One we got to talk about is like the predator situation because my guess is that sharks would become just like bears. Uh, you know? <laughs> well, sea bears. Sea bears, exactly. Yeah. Except the, not actual sea bears because that's a, a thing. That's a thing. But what I but what I mean is like they we'd have to fend them off, but eventually they would go into where the waters are safe for them. Right. Because it's not like bears are roaming New York City. You know? Yeah. But the other question that I just had was what would cooking be like? Because what else would change or not change that we aren't thinking about? Because I'm assuming that if we're going to live in the water, the main source of our food is also going to be like water. Because we're not, we're not mammals anymore. Technically, yeah. we're fish that look like humans. Yeah. And so we're not like whales where we can come up to the surface and take a breath of oxygen and then go back down for a few hours. Yeah. Because that would also mean that you could eat, you know. You yeah. could eat a hamburger, just go to the surface and have like yeah. one of those swim up to bars, but it's, instead of a bar, it's a drive through burger. Yeah, there's, there's a McDonald's that has a a swim through. A, a, there's an actual McDonald's that has a, a uh, canoe through. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, but that's one of the things that is very unique to us humans is that I can't remember the whole timeline, but somewhere along the line we not only learn how to cook because it would taste good, but because of our survival. All right. If you cook your meat, all of a sudden the you get more calories, more calories for yeah. your buck. Yeah. More bang for your buck. And so then you can spend more time thinking about how to get more food instead of, you know, running after the, the mammoth or whatever. Right. So would that principle still apply? Like what else biologically would change? And that's something that's purely hypothetical. Because we wouldn't, how would we know, you know? Yeah. We just have to try it out, I guess. It, I mean, if you if you imagine that we have the science to create fish people, <laughs> you would also have to imagine we have the science to make a, a water furnace. And so you could probably still cook things underwater. It would just be really difficult. And very soggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. But you like it now. <laughs> you, you like it like that. How would I know? <laughs> okay. Let's revisit the shark question. The predator. Yeah. So, what would, so sharks would be our predator. Yeah. Anything else? Um, Piranhas. Well, if you do the fresh water. Yeah. Piranhas would probably be like. Barracuda. Like bees or something. Barracuda. Have humans ever been attacked by barracuda? I don't know. <laughs> Possibly dolphins. Dolphins, you think? Possibly. No, dolphins are nice. Not if we're in their space. Do you? We hardly know anything about dolphins, but we know that they are very, that they have languages. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. that's what I've heard is like they have not just languages, but dialects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to this this podcast where they were trying to communicate with dolphins. Mm -hmm. They like made a dolphin translator box, um, and they detected that they were using names for each other, and 
and different uh, uh, whistles for different objects around them. Like they had a whistle for this like scarf that they were playing with or like a whistle for a fish, a kind of fish. Like a species of fish. That's crazy. So it's an actual language and they they thought that they maybe if they had a, a box that made whistles that they could maybe communicate with dolphins. Um, but the results weren't quite conclusive. Right. <laughs> Anytime I think of dolphins, I just think of Joe Rogan when he talks about dolphins. <laughs> but he mentioned something that actually, as a fisherman, really got me thinking of Joe Rogan once. was like, have you ever heard of a fisherman accidentally catching a dolphin? It's like, oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> you know, because when you go fishing... Yeah. If you're saying, oh, I'm going fishing for swordfish, people know at this point like what that certain fish is going to like. But there are tons of examples where you're fishing for something and you catch something different. It's yeah. still a fish, but you never accidentally catch a dolphin unless right. it's like a net or like a harpoon or something that you're deliberately hunting it. Right. What I'm saying is that they're smart. They're smart animals. Yeah. And while I think they're friendly now, even though I've never met a dolphin, I don't know, I'm guessing... That if we went to the water... Would it be war? It probably would. They'd probably be like, what the frick are these guys thinking? They're on our turf. You land dweller, just stay up there. Just stay yeah. up there where you belong. <laughs> and the, the fact that we're... They probably like us so much because we are mammals. The yeah. moment we turn ourselves into a fish... Now we're food. Now we're food. Yeah. They're mean, man. Don't let Maybe. those toothy little grins on their faces... <laughs> ah! Like, scare... Like, don't let that fool you. They're menaces. <laughs> well, they could be. I'm not saying they are, but I'm just saying <laughs> we go into that water. We better be prepared. Well, yeah, it's true. But and they're like and I mischievous. Think that, I think they would win. Uh, have you seen that video of like the dolphins uh, purposefully aggregating uh, pufferfish so that they'll puff up and then they can play with them like a like a ball? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, uh, they like purposefully bug the pufferfish and it puffs up and then they play with it like a ball but do they eat it afterwards or do they like... no they just they're just playing with it all right larry thank you we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> that's funny um well uh, war would be played out a lot different too oh yeah like all of a sudden you it would be like what's that do- what's that james bond where they're fighting in the water is it dr no I can't remember, but there's one there's one famous James Bond fight scene where they're all in the water and they're shooting yeah. the spear guns at each other. I can't remember. It's pretty kind of cool, but it's kind of like it's actually kind of disturbing because you're like seeing these people die, and it looks real because they're actual spears and there's like blood coming out of them and it's like floating and it's like, <sighs> yeah, that's that's what war would look like. Well, okay, so before With we the dolphins, b- before we do that. All right, well, yeah. <laughs> so let's let's uh, do a a flip. Well, we'll do a little flip flop. Okay. So <laughs> doing a flip before the pancake is even cooked. This, this is like a like Gary Larson, like how he always flips things. Yeah. Like it's always the people in the the horse trailer and the horse is driving the car. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, in this alternate universe, we evolve as mer people and we never take the the evolutionary step of getting out of the the water <laughs> so we're so we are we've always been mer people 
Um, but the world is getting overpopulated. <laughs> um, and so our scientists learn how to make land people. You can get your legs if, if you want. <laughs> so some of evolutionists would, or uh, some scientists would probably argue like that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> My theory, though, is that evolution was just a prank that gone wrong. Because what happened is that when we came from the water and went onto the land as a tadpole or as a aquatic yeah, mammal yeah. or whatever... All it was was just a few of us sitting around saying, hey, guys, want to see how long I can stay on land? <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, 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 let's go. All right, Billy, go ahead. Billy, Billy. And he goes up, one, two, three, four, five. And then he comes scurrying back and he's, oh, five seconds. Five seconds. And then Jerry goes up there. <laughs> one, two, two three. three. And Jerry never comes back. Four, ten, hundred, hundred and one. Wow, he's really going. <laughs> Jerry? Jerry? Jerry! <laughs> and then Jerry comes back with the legs like, what the frick are those? <laughs> Guys, you gotta come see this. Nothing happened. I can breathe. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we can go up there. It's crazy up there. It's hard. It's not wet. What's wet? I don't know. But there's it's different. That's <laughs> different. So basically... You're just describing what we already went through. He's got this time we're going through yeah, a step by step written account. A little later, yeah. So the first question is how how is society different now that we evolved in the water? Mm. Well, here I think obviously this didn't happen, or else there would be remnants of our past civilizations all across the ocean, and they wouldn't look like coral. I'm looking at you, Atlantis. <laughs> Isn't Atlantis like an actual I get confused. I know it's a legend, right? Yeah. Part Pl of it is a legend. Pluto. Yeah. But isn't there like an actual ancient city that's like underwater? Or at least parts of it are? Yeah, there's a lot of sunken cities. Uh there's one in Just look at the Book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah. There's like fifty of them. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. Guatemala, there's there's one that's uh totally underwater in this yeah. lake. Um, I just, I just watched this, uh, um, National Geographic program where they found this like huge temple under, underwater and geez, where's this? It, it was in China somewhere, but they, it was just this huge, uh, stone that had like vertical walls and looked like it had steps and like tunnels through it. And so that a lot of people think it's like a an actual temple of a lost civilization. That's crazy. Um, but then other people think it's just like geological sandstone that cleaved in really particular ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, all natural. <laughs> so, okay, going back though. So here's the thing. We would still run into that problem because this never happened in actual life because there would still be remnants. But the thing that would have to happen... And I'm not, I'm not a scientist, but the way I imagine it, if we were underwater that long to where we had the technology to go <laughs> on to us so or yeah. having the same conversation, but just the opposite, yeah. we would have enough technology to where we had modes of transportation. We had, um, we had business, we had societies, we had government. Right. So we had everything that we have now, but it's underwater, but everything would look drastically different. 
would cars be like what we would call submarines or not, you know? Things like that. Because you, wheels wouldn't work underwater. Right. So the wheel probably isn't invented. The The invention is probably something different. The propeller. The propeller, perhaps. But propellers also work on natural, on gas or some sort of fuel. Would we have fuel? I'm, I, I digress. What I'm trying to get at, again, it's not... It's not reverse engineering. It's opposite engineering. <laughs> it almost seems like, at least to a certain degree, we'd have to reinvent everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. And, like, maybe you can make the argument, like, well, we didn't do that for space. It's like, okay, but that's true. But the thing is, though, fuel can burn in space just as easily as it can burn in the atmosphere. Well, I, maybe that's not true. No, it's it's not because they use Oxygen. air. They use air. Yeah, I try. But there's a way to propel. But if you were to do that same system in water, you just probably get bubbles. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It probably wouldn't be all that effective. And so there's a difference between the medium of water and the medium of air. Well, yeah, and if like you imagine, ocean is actually pretty conductive, like electrically. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the salts and 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 things like that. And water in general is really conductive. So you would have to really uh, think about ways to put electricity where you want it to go and not have stray shorting and things like that. Yeah. If you, if you went the electrical route, which right. I, I think you would have to eventually. <laughs> electricity, man, that doesn't, it doesn't make a lick of sense to me. This one time um, I was in Honduras and we were heating up the water. And they have these really ghetto water heaters in Honduras. All it yeah. is is a PVC pipe with drilled holes in it and a friggin' coil inside. <laughs> and you plug it in and it heats up. But the thing is, is that it's not just conducting the, the metal inside that tube to get super hot to warm up the water. There's all the electricity going through that. So if you touch that water, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, is once I had the thing, I had the tube in there. It was plugged in. I touched the water. Nothing happened. It was really weird because then I took my hand out and I put it back in and also and I felt the shock. Hmm. And it's not a tiny shock. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I just that's I just didn't understand like why did it shock me once and not the next time? Yeah. Anyway, so that would be that would be interesting. We'd there we would probably have to have some sort of energy. Maybe geothermic energy. Is that the right word? Geo? Yeah. Because there's plenty, plenty of yeah. geothermal activity in the ocean. Right. We'd find some way. Um, but. Well, and, you know, we, we talked about wind as the currents. Uh, you'd have a lot of power in currents. You yeah. Could, you could do wind turbines or just. Uh, water turbines essentially yeah and get a ton of power from that and that of course brings up the whole thing though of like well could we discover electricity who would be who would be the benjamin frank finklin or something (laughs) (laughs) instead of a kite he's just got like a benjamin the benjamin benjamin finklin benjamin frankfin Uh, so my point that would be very interesting for a storyteller to explore on like like not just because 
if you're writing a story, you can just make whatever you want up, right? And no yeah. one's going to question because as long as the story is good, cool. But I would want to see like an anthropologist, a physicist, and a engineer go into the room and say, could this happen? Yeah. <laughs> and what would technology look like if society started in water and evolved for thousands and thousands of years only in the water? I mean, honestly, it would probably uh, look like all the other mermaid societies that we see in literature, where they're just kind of primitive, they're holding tridents and stuff. I right. don't know that it could advance that far. Right. So, man, that'd be so... <laughs> I'm like, I gotta all, be honest. All with... fired up. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly because I want to live in the water, but just the idea of like, what would that look like just yeah. kind of fascinates me. Of like, what would mirror people look like? Um, yeah. Would we even wear clothes? What would clothes look like? I mean, you don't see a lot of mermaids wearing clothes. Well, I don't see a lot of mermaids. <laughs> did you know? Did you know oh, oh. that mermaids were actually mentioned by Charles Darwin? Oh. And he's like, and, you know, mermaids are basically the medieval version of a siren. And a siren is like, you know, this ethereal, like, yeah. pretty lady. Sing-songy. Yeah, who brings you down to your death, you know? Right. Um, and, but then, like, as time progressed, even in the 1800s, there were still written accounts, even by friggin' Charles Darwin, about mermaids. Like, you know what he <laughs> said? It was, they're a little more masculine than what I thought they would. They're not as feminine as I thought they would look. <laughs> People think they were actually manatees. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's certain. Well, in the, unless you're Larry the Cucumber. <laughs> uh, you, I don't know that manatees are that all that attractive. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, why, why in the world are we... Why do we, like, sexualize mermaids? Dude, if you were a freaking sailor on the high seas for months <laughs> on end, and you saw anything that even looked remotely like a woman... Okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not saying it's justified. I'm just saying I could understand. You understand. I was just trying to like imagine why are why is that that fish is looking kind of saucy. If if anything, like if if we think we're attracted to things that look healthy or like might uh, be good for like propagation or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> mermaids are are none of that. <laughs> And and for some reason it's sexualized. I, I don't know. I digress. Well, I feel like we need to look into the actual history of of that. Of like, because we know it mainly happened with sage, sailors. At least that's what we understand. Of like, yeah, sirens came and lure them down to their deaths. Um, you know, probably just too yeah. much scurvy. Who who was it? Jason was it? Jason, uh, the Argonaut that did the siren thing. Sure, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> Freaking Jason. Of course, Jason. It had to be a guy named Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, joking. The the Greek guy. The the Odyssey Iliad guy. Hmm. Yeah, he was he was on his way to get the golden fleece or whatever, and then he like The Golden Fleece? Yeah, yeah. You know this That's story? A really warm blanket. Anyways. You know, it's times like this where I really wish I read a classic <laughs> ancient 
Greek and Roman literature. <laughs> I, I, I'm basing this entirely off of Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's times like this where I really wish I read Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, is, there, is there anything else that we need to go over with mermaids? Well, plenty. But I'm trying to think of, like, if there's anything that we, like, just completely blatantly miss. It's like a big old hole in the donut that we need to fill. Um, Okay, so imagine that you are in this Mermaid Forever society. Okay. Um, Do you elect to go on land? You know, because I'm a land dweller right now, I would, my initial reaction is yes, but what more likely happen is my answer would be exact opposite, the exact opposite of or yeah. the opposite engineered answer to what I just answered at the beginning of this podcast episode. Yeah. I'd be the missionary telling, "Yeah, go on land. I hear it's fun. You'll grow legs. It'll be great. You breathe the fresh air. Don't know if you'll live. Give it a shot. Leave me alone." <laughs> you know, you're uh, you're kind of one of those already. You're you're a, a land missionary today when you go fishing. <laughs> you're you're convincing all those fishes to try out land life. Come on, let's try it out. I'm like I'm like uh what's and none her... of them none of them live, but <laughs> I'm like uh what's her face from Hocus Pocus who sings that song? Come little fishies, I'll take you away. <laughs> yeah. Except Instead of a pretty song, I just got something rubber that looks like a lobster. Come on. You gotta be quicker than that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is the plot of Little Mermaid. I just realized. Oh, gosh. (laughs) The plot thickens. (laughs) We we thought we were doing this original idea thing, but we're just doing Little Mermaid. We just went from Waterworld to... To downsizing, to, to downsizing, like, to the mermaid. Iliad, to Atlantis, not a friggin' Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah, Ursula is not magic. She's just a scientist that knows how to <laughs> engineer into humans. I know how to steal your voice scientifically. <laughs> that one's creepy. No. Actually, I'd probably have to say Ursula is probably one of my favorite uh, villains. She's a good one. Why does she want the voice, though? I don't get it. Because it's she's I feel like isn't that part of how she becomes pretty? She's like the witches from Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus is another one. Oh. Because she turns her into a human, but then she wants to trick the prince. Uh. Why, why does she want to trick the prince? Now I'm all scared. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot more plot holes in Little Mermaid than I'm forgetting. <laughs> I, I have Why is she going land? I forget. <laughs> Because she loves Eric. No, I know why. I know why Ariel goes on land. Why does Ursula go on land? I uh, I I haven't seen that. Oh, yet. she wants to. Oh, she wants the trident. She wants to rule the freaking oh, right, ocean. Right, 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 right. She wants Neptune's trident. And if Ursula does, or if Ariel doesn't get Eric, then then the promise is broken, and she right. Then she forsakes. That's her. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another okay, Disney okay. classic saved. It, it's all uh, a plot. Yeah. Dang. Well, <clears throat> that's pretty good. Moral of the story. Stay where you are. <laughs> well, do you learn anything today? Oh, I sure hope I don't fall. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Limpet. There's another story. 
<laughs> the Incredible Mr. Limpet. Yep. Oh my gosh. Oh, this podcast could go on and on. Holy crap. This is good. This podcast, this this bushwhack is like, you got the bushwhack where you go into the woods and there's nothing there. It's just more woods. You know, you're going uphill. There's no water. All right, let's turn back. You get somewhere, you get a pretty vista. Right now, it's not even getting dark when we need to camp. Right now, there's just like freaking fireworks going off in the yeah. distance. And we're like, we got to go there. We gotta What's, go? Go? What's going on over there? We got to go. We got to go. That's 45 minutes. Don't worry, you got to go. Wesley. What's it? We gotta go! <laughs> oh my gosh. Incredible Mr. Limpet. Be careful! Be careful! <laughs> I think I think there is this incredible dichotomy that we'll have to explore, though, of, like, the land and the water, you know? It wasn't until the 19... 19... Uh, early 1900s when the Wright brothers were like... Screw land and screw water. We're going up to the air. Yeah. But before then, it was armies and navies. You know, that was our that was where we were. Man doesn't. Yeah. If God wanted man to have to fly, he would have given him wings. And so I think though, you know, land and water is kind of where there's that dichotomy. And I don't Neptune know. and Zeus. Because I can't th- I can't no. think of like a movie where people all of a sudden have to live in the air. You know. Right. Could you imagine the gas prices on that movie? <laughs> sky World. Sky World. <laughs> we'll live in the sky. <laughs> Forever. Well, you know, you bring up a good point, though. Like, we, we've put so much money into this idea that we're going to go live on Mars, right? Or we're going to go live on the moon. Um, and we try to think of all these, these ways to make it livable on Mars. But we have plenty of room in the ocean and it's arguably easier to to figure out how to live underwater than it is to figure out how to live on mars mm-hmm. um people would probably say though that it's a horrible idea not because you know turning people into gills is a horrible idea. i think that's plausible we can do that. <laughs> but actually <clears throat> maybe this is a little too serious but pollution because polluted water i think is a little more it's harder to swallow. <laughs> it's harder to swallow than dirty air. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're diving deeper there. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like, I feel like you're on to something. I feel like going underwater is actually because I feel like it's actually a good idea. Something that we should explore. Of like, hey, if we can't, if the air is getting toxic, let's figure out a way to hide from it to clean it. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. If we go into the oceans, are we going to pollute the land? <laughs> We're going to throw all of our trash on, onto the shore. <laughs> all these mermaids just chucking their Coke can. <laughs> it's like a onward with the unicorns that are like trash, like raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> we, we think of mermaids as majestic beings, uh, magical, majestic, pure things. But really, they're just going to be chucking Coke cans at us. Yeah. <laughs> unicorns get a bad rep in cartoons, man. You got onward. You got regular show. You got Gravity Falls. <laughs> Dude, is that, is that dude time? Pure heart. Okay. Don't even get me started on my little pony. <laughs> Don't do it. Shivers. Well. I learned something. I learned a lot of things. <laughs> I learned it's moments like this where I really wish I watched and read a lot more. This is this good. I Thank you for coming with us on this, this journey. Into 2,000 leagues under the sea. Into the water and then back on land. <laughs> I'm all dizzy, man. I'm all disoriented. 
But this was fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Please remember to subscribe. We on everything. In fact, stay tuned because soon we are going to be diving into the realm of YouTube. Soon you'll be finding us on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. It'll take a little bit, but we're getting there. Come and view our videos. (laughs) Come and view our videos. Please comment. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Would you, if given the chance, live underwater or would you stay on land? Would you partake of that eternal gillyweed? Mm, eternal gillyweed. Mm. <laughs> hey, hey, kid. <laughs> you want some gillyweed? <laughs> or some wristwatches? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this bushwhack. Join us next time. Until then, I'm Jack. And I'm Fish. And you all have a wonderful day. We'd like to take a moment to thank our supporters, Caleb L., Shelby, and Michaela. We couldn't do this without you. You're amazing. And we'd like to thank you, our listeners, for making us feel loved and wanted. We sure do appreciate you. Not bad, yeah. But here's the thing. That's going to be in my gravestone. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I've thought about making, like, if I were to break off and do, like, my own, like, five-minute segment podcast, I'd name it, Here's the Thing with Jack. <laughs> so, but here's the thing.